morning, my friend, and welcome to the fourth day of our ten days of fasting and prayer. Today is the first Sabbath. Before we look at the prayer point for today, let me quickly remind you that yesterday, being the third day, we looked at the need to surrender fully all our lives to Christ so that we be deep-rooted in His Word. We found that in Romans chapter 12, verse number 1, and Romans chapter 6, verse number 13. Today, our prayer point is focused on putting revival into practice. James chapter 4, verse number 2 and 3 says, Yet you do not have, because you do not ask, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. That is so bad. What are the, some of the possibilities in our churches for today? Let's just imagine that someone gives a revival someone in your church. With a final appeal, the preacher invites listeners to accept Jesus and follow him always. It could be that no one responds. Maybe some few people or many people respond. Now, since God created humans with free choice, we cannot take credit for how others respond to an invitation. Still, when many accept God's message and put it into practice, whether because of public preaching, personal Bible studies, friendship evangelism or divine appointed surprises then our witness is clearly successful this kind of effectiveness is a gift of the holy spirit we stand back amazed and watch god perform miracles but we realize that just too often our christian lives are less than effective as we wish it could be this doesn't mean in any way that our church programs and outreach plans are in vain. The Lord has surely blessed as far as possible our sincere human efforts. But how much greater could our experience be if we received the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Only God knows the possibilities. One preacher held in three black berries. He will accomplish more in six months through a people yielded to him than we could in 60 years in our own strength and wisdom. In his book, Experiencing God, page 108, the revised edition, which means that if you are all yielded to the leading of the Holy Spirit and we are working for God, Within six months, what we are able to accomplish will be more than 60 years. When we are relying on our own strengths and wisdoms. Praying for revival is highly essential, but we can't stop there. We should take the necessary steps to actually experience personal revival. With God's blessings, our life can become more powerful and fulfilling than ever before. Our homes and church can also experience new life. What then is missing? First, some questions. What is the center of our problems? Is it spiritual? 
could our lack of the Holy Spirit lie at the root of our lukewarm Christian experience? If the answer is yes, then why do we lack the Holy Spirit in our lives? The Bible's answer, Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. As we learned in the reading for day one, God invites us to continually ask for the Holy Spirit in our lives. Why do we not hunger and thirst for the gift of the Spirit, since this is the means by which we are to receive power? Why do we not talk of it, pray for it, preach concerning it? James also suggests that we do not receive when we ask amiss. Perhaps he means that God cannot bless when our minds are set on things of the flesh. Paul explains in Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6, that for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hallelujah. I don't want to die, so that I put my mind on things of the spirit. So, I want you to also put your mind on things of the spirit. What is the carnal mind that Paul speaks of? Actually, God's way describes three people, three groups of people in their relationship to him. Within each group are many variations depending on parental training, inherited character, self-control, age, culture, education, and so on. But despite these differences, we find just three basic groups, the natural or worldly man, the spiritual or spirit-filled man, and the carnal man or person of the flesh. We get that from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Let me read from the New International Version of the Bible. It says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually descent. But he who is spiritual judges all things, Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we may have the mind of Christ? Hallelujah. So the natural man has no relationship with God. That is, he does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. The second one, the spiritual man, has a full, genuine relationship with God. When we are spiritual, we have the mind. Or the spirit of Christ, and then the carnal man has a thin or divided relationship with God. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babies in Christ. This is interesting. I pray today that as we go to church and then be praying, the Holy Spirit directs our thoughts. And that we are no longer at the mercy of our last, but we have surrendered fully to the workings of the Spirit, and that the Spirit of God deliver us from condemnation. May God help and keep you so that your feet will not stumble and bless you at the point of your need. In Jesus' name, Amen.